Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone and welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is April the 25th, 2019. End of April. So, you know, spring's almost over, folks. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And um, Dave, I first, before doing anything else, going any further in the show, I want to completely congratulate you for making me into an SEO <laughs> <laughs> now, now, listeners out there might think, well, Jim, you've, you've, you've had time to make yourself into an SEO entity, and I've tried my best, I really have, but, and I, I really think Dave's the one who deserves congratulations on this, because, dude, you wrote an article that used me as an image, I was in the image in, in, uh, about entities, and I was the SEO entity, um, represented in an image, in an article that Dave wrote that, that became the... Uh, this is the feature snippet um, when you enter the term um, SEO entity. So you wrote the best answer to that to <laughs> anybody who might, uh, for one reason or another, query SEO entity. Yeah, and it was one of those funny things where I was actually just running a query because I was looking for more information. I'm like, right, I keep knowing what I know or what patents I know, but hey, let me do a little you know, what are other people saying right now, right? Like what's Slosky saying? What's, you know, what are people saying right now about this and what might I have missed? <laughs> I turned it in there. I'm like, well, all right then. And, uh, <laughs> no, no, what, now, now, when people do a Google search, eh, and the, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, and the, the answer comes, the, the, the first answer that comes up, the, uh, the, the featured snippet that, does it, you think that that's the authority page, right? Yeah. <laughs> so who cares what Slosky? Slosky cares what you say on this one, right? You're the authority. <laughs> well, exactly. So that, well, exactly. I hit that and I'm like, well, I guess I'll just move on then. Who cares what other people think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, he puts, he, uh, Dave puts this up on Facebook and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, uh, representative of the S of the SEO entity. Which is excellent. So I think you also had a flower in a flower pot, and this was the flower entity or something. In the <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, and it's you know fun with uh, fun with entities uh, <laughs> and, and featured snippets. Um, okay, all right, so we've, we've had a big week this week. We have. Uh, let's get some of the stupid stuff out of the way first, okay? I mean, and then and then. Have you had have you had debates with people over um, autonomous vehicles and they've said, well, I can't I can't uh, go with an autonomous vehicle. They can get hacked, people will get killed, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I always thought that those people were crazy. That those people were just, um, <laughs> you know, like they're they're luddites in a way. They they they're uh, afraid of the technology coming along and taking away their precious privilege to drive or something. But mm-hmm. as it happens, they might actually have a point. Two things happened in the last couple of weeks. One, most listeners will be familiar with the uh, the Tesla trick that was pulled, um, where uh, Japanese researchers redirected a um, Tesla Model S into what would be oncoming traffic. Um, it was a, in a test environment, but into the lane that would be oncoming traffic by painting three squares on a road. 
little yes, danger. That this, this actually happened. Three squares on a road, and it looked like um, a road signal that the car would know to uh, to 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 follow. That said, this lane will close. Merge lanes. <laughs> so they they didn't actually hack the vehicle. They hacked the road the road surface the vehicle was 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 driving on. But in Brisbane, Australia, lift scooter. I'm sorry, lime scooters. Now now now, there's a problem in many in many cities with the scooter companies just piling scooters all over the road, and people are getting very annoyed by it. So mm-hmm. in Australia, hackers have gone after lime scooters and are making them say sexually explicit comments to their riders. So you'll be going along in your scooter minding your own business, and suddenly your scooter will say something, hey, as long as you're riding me, you may as well pull my hair, too, or something along those lines. That's in an Australian accent, much, much, much more posh than mine. Um, so it occurs to me that those people worried about, like, dying in their autonomous vehicles might actually have a point, or, you know, at least getting turned on by their autonomous vehicle. <laughs> well, and you know what? I mean, since we're talking autonomous vehicles, and one of the stories I thought you were going to bring up, uh, but was the Tesla that looks like it was going to explode as well. I mean, that's not like oh, that one that cut I was like, yeah, it kind of ties in. It's not the same thing, but I was like, yeah, all these, uh, all this newfangled technology. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? Better that that was a battery issue. And yeah, that was a battery. Batteries are batteries, batteries. You know what? Batteries are batteries. That may or may not have better your Tesla burn up in a. Uh, in a parking lot, then your cell phone burn up in your pocket. That's what I always say. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's not a, a, an autonomous um, issue that they were having there, but um, certainly deals with, the, with the, the, the higher level. We're through that gap. I, I get it. Would I drive an autonomous vehicle? Yes, I would. Do I get the arguments? Yeah, kind of, but they're really only valid for a very short duration of time, right? In, in my oh. opinion. And we'll, we'll see how this plays out where I'm like, yeah, I get it because there's going to be some some weird things going on, and other people are still going to cause accidents. But if we were all driving them, the accident rate would would be significantly lower. Right? Uh, so I, a gap. I suggest you're right, and but 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 I have to ask: if you were being driven by an autonomous vehicle in Australia, would you let it pull your hair? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Canada is pissed at Facebook. Canada's privacy commissioner is. Um, spitting mad and angry enough to take uh, Facebook to court following an investigation that um, moment uh, Toronto Fire Services wants to have a word about this um, okay following an investigation um, that showed that Facebook totally completely doesn't give a damn about Canada's uh, privacy laws um, Canadian Privacy Commissioner Daniel Theron is uh, suing Facebook saying Canadians are at risk because their protections offered by Facebook are essentially empty. Um, I think it's an interesting story in that governments are going after the major social media platforms um, really quickly. This one, or or hammer and tong over a number of different issues, Um, either they're uh, playing fast and loose with democracy or this one, which which I think affects like everybody who does advertising on Facebook, playing fast and loose with with user privacy. So, in Canada and especially in the province you live, Dave, in British Columbia, there's like incredibly strict privacy laws, eh? Yep, yep, there really are, and good for it. So, fa- 
According to the Canadian Privacy Commissioner, Facebook failed to um, obtain valid and meaningful consent from, install from users who were installing their applications, failed to obtain meaningful consent from friends of users who were installing the application, they have inadequate safeguards to protect user information, and they failed to be accountable for user information under their control. And this all stems back to a uh, test that was uh, put up on Facebook by the Canadian arm of Cambridge Analytica, which was, um, what is your digital life? A series of, of uh, questions that hundreds of thousands of people filled out and gave away the, 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 the private information or made available um, information of 600,000 Canadians without their consent who were friends of people who had filled out the, uh, the, 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 this questionnaire. And that's the violation of law um, in, in, in Canada and likely in the EU. Face, for the first time, Facebook's being taken to court over something like that. So in the long run, this has to affect advertising. And as, as it should. And uh, see, what I find kind of interesting is that it will affect advertising. I, and this is a hunch. Um, and Facebook advertising isn't well interesting and I've done it is, is not my specialty, but I think it could actually make advertising and, and, and bear with me here a little bit more expensive. Um, and, and, and where I'm going with that, because it, it would be cheap on mass, right? Like, and so we, I think we will temporarily sort of, sort of take a, take a, a bit of a, a hit, right? Rates will go down because there's, there's sort of less going on. Um, because people have to pay more attention to specific laws or, or, or whatnot. But every time you start to filter out crap, in my opinion anyway, every time you, you take some data that was ill-gotten or which may be irrelevant, um, you know, how many in my, my friends list are, are messing around with their profiles and, and certainly on, on mass. I mean, I've engaged in enough conversations on whatever CBC's website to go, yeah, all, everything on your profile is garbage. <laughs> Every, not garbage like by my judgment. I mean, garbage by like, this is not real. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously a faux profile. If we can tighten in um, what people can start to target, um, it'll make it more expensive on broad marketing, but I think even that fine-tuned marketing, because we will know more, right? We will, we will know that the data that we have is actually one-sided. You're not trying to aggregate information on my friend list that may or may not be valid. You'll be taking exactly what I have said that I am, right, and, and, and whatnot. So I, I think in the end, it, it'll probably be a decent, a decent move for advertisers. There's a lot of ways that what I'm saying could be right or wrong, right? Like it could go either direction, but um, it, it's going to be interesting. I think at the end of the day, consumers do need some, consumers need to take responsibility, but at the same time, they do need to be protected, especially when, as we're talking about here, it's the friends. I'm making decisions on what happens to my friends' data without their consent, and 99 times out of 100, without me fully understanding what the heck's going on. Indeed. <laughs> so, um, that's, and that's, that's actually that's the, the, the informed part of consent is uh, the user having a, uh, a, a full um, understanding of what they're doing. Um, so when I take one of these quizzes, little do I know, I'm giving away the information of like, I don't know, 2,500 other people. Right. And that, that is a huge problem. I, I blame, I would blame you. And I, I think most of us can, well, I wouldn't, you know, oh, blame, blame. You, but, 
I blame you if you're making a decision what to do with your data and and not using it well. I mean, there there's certain worm, you know, there's a certain expectation I would have on what every the, the everyday layperson would would understand about their own privacy and stuff like that. And I, I think that needs to be taken more into account. Maybe not to the degree the EU is, but probably more than we are here. But there's there's zero consent being given to what data I'm giving away of others, right? Like I can't walk into a bank, go, I'd like to take all my friends money and give it to charity, right? Like I can't give away other people's stuff. Um, and, and data is, data is, is a value, right? I you mean, know, for, if, you, if, you right? Get Boykin, if you get Boykin drunk enough, he might let you do that. As long as you <laughs> give it to charity. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's that kind of guy. Just you know, just just noting that sometimes you can go into a bank and give away all your friends' money, but <laughs> drunk enough first. Okay, we probably got time for one really fast story before we got to hit a commercial break. Okay, what do you got? Anything? All right, I I, I do, and Danny's having to answer it again. This is, I'm referring to Danny Sullivan here, not Danny Goodwin, um, folks. It just is. I don't care what what. <laughs> Correlations that you might be seeing. There is no causality. AdWords, Google Ads. Oh my God, really? That one has no impact on search. I don't care what you anecdotally might see. <laughs> it just doesn't. Um, I mean, so many tests have been run and, and, and there is, you know, you can, you can say some overlap. This is not to say you can't use Google Ads to, to sort of better your organic campaigns, but it's not going to increase your rankings. It just may no. increase your exposure and thus improve your click-through rate. Yep, that happens. Tests have been done. Has nothing to do with where you rank. These are separate things. I can't believe Danny's probably going, oh my goodness, we were asking about this in like 2002. What are you doing, people? Oh yeah, but they, they, they got to they <laughs> trot this stuff out every, uh, I don't know why, but they got to trot this stuff out every couple of Somebody you know, asked some question about this, and they got to do the exact same answer answer matrix, eh? Well, and I, I kind of, it's funny, I, I, because I'm tired for Danny, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, but in defense of the question being asked, like I, I sort of, you know, I, even I'm exhausted by it. When I was first entering SEO, um, you know, back in, in like 2000, well, I guess, okay, more when AdWords was, was kicking in. Did I see some evidence of, of some sort of crossover? Yeah, I did. Because I was looking anecdotally at like a handful of like projects, right? And going, oh, well, I started investing in AdWords and suddenly the rankings are going, well, no, you were working on this thing for like three months organically. Then you started AdWords because organic wasn't going fast enough. And that was about the time it started working, right? <laughs> That's just how it played out. But we start... We, we cycled through people coming into our industry, right? There's a bunch of people bleeding in, a bunch of people leaving at all times. So I guess it makes sense that every couple of years, we're going to have somebody go, hey, right? And ask the same questions that have been asked for the last 20 years because they weren't there for it. And, and that's the, sort of the nature of our industry. It is worth noting that there is there is the theory, which which I think I subscribe to, that you, you can affect people's perceptions of search engine result pages when they see your ad word and then your organic listing. Mm -hmm. But that's people's perceptions. That is not Google's algorithmic outcome. Well, exactly. I mean, one could like, or, or could 
extend it, as we do with a lot of UX-based signals, and go, if I'm running a, a Google Ads campaign for a, for a generic term that I happen to also rank for, let's say I rank number three, um, or organically, and somebody sees my Google Ads and that triggers something in their brain, and then they're scrolling down further, and they're reinforced, does my click-through rate and engagement rate and, and those things go up? Yes, they do. I mean, you know, last study is, and it's years old, so I'm not saying the data is right, but it was about 15% years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I would assume it's something now. Um, you know, I, don't, I won't pretend to know what the number is, but, I, you know, it, it'll be something real. So, okay, if, if I'm getting more engagement there and, and there's more interaction, now we enter and we can pro and con, and, and I do lean on, yeah, this does make sense as a metric, but that's a different discussion where do click and metrics. Also, you're, you're also, you're, you're, you're seriously walking around the subject to try to circle the square here, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. And going, does it, because the question really is, does investing in Google ads sort of directly impact your organic yeah. rankings? The answer well, is. Yeah, directly no, but maybe, maybe <laughs> indirectly. Me. <laughs> Ask Danny. He'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way to phrase the question, actually. Well, Danny, we understand it doesn't directly impact Google Ads, but how about indirectly? Yeah. <laughs> and then Gary will be coming in going, oh, not this again. Not no, we, this again. I, I want to get Dave in trouble, too. We dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that... Uh, on that, we got to take a break here at Webcology. We're going to be coming back in a few minutes, but on behalf of Dave Davies, you'll be talking to the market. This is Jim Petro and Digital. As always, we need to listen to Webcology at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 25th of April, 2019. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. Powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 25th of April, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. And, uh... We've been, you know what, we've been talking about the social media companies, and the social media is taking a lot more attention in, uh, in, 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 in the world of the web. I mean, that, that, that's, that's kind of a muted thing to say maybe three years too late. But it's interesting to see the, the social media companies um, sort of trying to adapt to uh, each other and adapt to, uh, well, the, uh, the, the, the fear of extinction, I guess. Um, <laughs> MySpace is the MySpace used to be everything. I remember we we did a remember, remember that 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 affiliate marketing conference Webmaster Radio um, organized back in like 2010. Yeah, yeah. MySpace was one of the sponsors, and even I mean that, that that's only nine years ago, okay, only a decade ago. But MySpace was one of the sponsors, and it was even back then it was still a bit a bit of a big deal. But it was but it, but but you knew that it was just wasn't really a big deal, you know. Right, um, but but it was still MySpace, so they still had the MySpace dollars. Um, Facebook is afraid, obviously, afraid of becoming MySpace because they're introducing the um, well, the very like Reddit and Dig and uh, 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 what was that? There was another one um, uh, that doesn't doesn't really matter. Um, stumbled upon, stumbled upon. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> they all had one feature in common. You could up or down vote uh, comments or um, uh, posts, and it looks like Facebook is going to be introducing that as well. So, what you're saying is Facebook is jumping the shark here? Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying. I, I know that entirely. You just listed off a bunch of. <laughs> but what I think that was Facebook is clearly is clearly copying uh, uh, something that made other social networks a lot more unique. Um. Facebook, I mean, you, you could sort uh, comments uh, chronologically or uh, uh, actually, I think you just sort them chronologically. Um, but on Reddit or on StumbleUpon or, or Dig or whatever, you know, the best comments tended to filter themselves to the top because voter, the, the crowd, the, the, the audience would vote them up or vote them down. Um, Facebook should be introducing this as well. And that just makes me wonder, like, you know, why would they do that? Yeah, I, I do wonder as well. Well, I did wonder. Now I don't really wonder. In a, I, I think I kind of know um, from my own usage. Like I, I try when I'm, you know, looking at things like this, and it is hard sometimes as somebody's you know watched Facebook rise. Like we've sort of been there since the beginning, and we're digital marketers. We hard to look at things as a user and and as Facebook specifically sometimes, but. Uh, what I think is going on when I started to, to consider um, my own user behavior in, in any given thread, right? And I, I'm not thinking, you know, Jim says something, so I'll, you know, like it or, or, or not. 
um, in any given time. And I, I just list you because you're the one I'm on to. But, you know, in, in a friend list, not really those first ones. But I, when I think of conversations that I'm engaging in, um, you know, either long conversations with friends or conversations at other places um, on the web, on, on some page talking about a, a news issue or something like that. The fact that I skip something doesn't say whether I like or dislike it. Like it, it, it says, it says nothing. Um, what advertiser information would you have about me if you could also know not just what I happen to like, but what I don't like? Um, you know, well, you, can, I mean, you can certainly think politics. You you would learn a lot, but. You, you could you could very, very quickly start to glean a, a context that they just don't have now. Even if it was only used 10% of the time, you'd start to understand a context and paint a much, a rapidly much clearer picture of who I am versus just the, just the like button. Fair enough. Um, so, so for advertisers, um, the uh, angry, sad, freaked out, I think that's what wow means, freaked out. Yeah. Um, or heart, which I'm imagining means love. Hard to tell on Facebook these days, but um, mm -hmm. uh, 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 those don't those don't convey enough information for the advertisers. You don't reckon? I I think not. And on first launch, before I'd really given it a thought or used it, right? Like I remembering as a user, the angry one. You you could sort of think that would right. But there's so often where I'm using the anger um, icon where it actually supports what somebody's saying, right? I'm angry with you, right? Okay. Or I'm angry at the same story you're talking about. Yes. If I actually downvoted or, or gave a thumbs down to something, that's a much clearer indication that I actually disagree with this thing. Um, so I, I think it's probably a, a pretty smart move on their part. And I think it'd be more effective other than the like, um, button. I think it'd be more effective than the rest in painting, uh, giving a, a framework of what I am because on an aggregate information, you would learn very quickly. Yeah. They might only paint a 5% picture of me, but across all of my friends, if you know, if, if you could paint that same sort of picture. Um, among all of them, you, you, you get a very efficient, effective picture. I think about what you would like or not, and, and what a lot of my, my friends, Jeremy Knopf, buddy, you're probably listening. His would skew mine right out the window. <laughs> you know what he what he likes and doesn't. Um, you know might might sort of skew the the framework of the picture that Facebook would make if they're going to try and aggregate among my friends as well. Um, oh, man, but, just just being friends with Jeremy like really skews Facebook's view. You're like what the hell? Are you kidding? okay? We'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out uh, he's a good guy. Uh, we just uh, would like and dislike the opposite things. If you just took one and reversed the thumbs, most of the time that'd be about right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's sort of why I, I think they would do it, and I, I think it'll be pretty effective for them. Um, and then by extension, um, when we're not doing, you know, that specific targeting, um, you know, that, that you might do, okay, I want to advertise onto, you know, this specific grouping that has chosen to like a specific thing. But when you're going more with demographic, um, you know, information or, or broader brush strokes, I think that kind of advertising is going to get far more effective very rapidly. 
being a being a uh, uh, old school SEO, I'm afraid all I can all I can see in my mind's eye, and this just just might be because I'm in a weird space, but all I can see in my mind's eye is Steve Bannion and a bunch of children smoking cigarettes and with twenty thousand cell phones and like some factory in Eastern Europe, um, totally gaming up and down votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that that will happen, but at the same time, in one of our other stories, so we might as well kind of jump to it and go, this will be interesting, wonder if Facebook will follow suit, um, is Instagram, you know, which tied to Facebook, um, is pulling the numbers, or, or testing pulling the numbers, I believe, um, because what they're trying to do is get people engaging with content, um, based, this is what they say anyway, I have my theories about what they're actually doing, but... Um, they're trying to get people to engage with content, not because a lot of people, other people liked it, but because crazy, they actually just like it. Um, you know, personally, I think what they're trying to do is trying to pull back influencers, um, a little bit like influencers on Instagram. They have their own department to create influencers. So I think they're trying to like, we want all of it belongs to us. (laughs) We were born like six years too late, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, like the SEO crew from, uh, from, 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 from ten, fifteen years ago, if we had a chance to be influencers? Well, I can tell you, SEO would not have developed nearly as much as it has. Uh, no, no, and the and the entire. I mean, there would have been a a, a time frame because I'm thinking of all of us with our with our our black hats, but in quite a creative way, like on aggregate, we were, we were quite creative with things going, Oh yeah, we, we would have created a, a total mess with the system, just like we did with page rank. <laughs> it just would have all gone out the window. But I think that is what we're seeing. And I, I, I sort of liken this, Hey, we're pulling these, these numbers back a lot. Like, and I just thinking of it now, but it actually is fairly similar to just going fine. The toolbar doesn't count anymore. <laughs> when we give you a number to work with and monetize, based on you break nice things so we're just not going to show them you'll still be an influencer you'll still have 1.2 million followers but we're not going to know the engagement rates you're you're selling from that um aspect of things you're going i'll post this and here's how many likes you got that'll be gone um and so people will actually have to just make like we have to now, we don't have a green bar. We actually just have to look at sites and go, is it worth pursuing a link here? <laughs> like based on the quality of what we see when we look. Um, well then, if I understand what you're saying properly, it sounds like a lot of influencers might be needing a job soon. The shortcut influencers. I think, you know, if you were, you know, the, the higher end influencers or big brands, I think they'll be doing well. But if all you're trying to do is go, I want to get 10,000, you know, likes on this specific thing you know that those days i think are are fast declining and realistically they could be manufactured anyway for i don't know 20 bucks or something right <laughs> absolutely but uh, the, if, if 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 you were looking to put up a job board say for influencers who are suddenly looking for a job um and you wanted to use like you know um schema um to to actually get the job listing um Pushed further in, you know, pushed like much, 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 much further through um, uh, there various ways Google has of showing, uh, displaying information, mm-hmm. and you don't want to get penalized because this is one of the this is one of the things if you mess up with uh, job rela- job posting related schema, 
um, Google actually, you, you, you can see a manual penalty and it takes a while to figure out why this happened. Um, but I'm sorry, an algorithmic penalty, not a manual penalty. Um, Google is now pushing a schema for remote, jo remote job markup uh, for job schema. Um, so there's uh, three new schema types that people should be aware of. Uh, job location, job location type, and applicant location requirements. Um, so if you're posting a job, again, uh, a job ad, and uh, it's on your website, and um, you want Google to display it properly, and page actually rank for something, uh, use schema properly. Um, this was uh, SE Roundtable two days ago, uh, posted up uh, uh, the notice on, on this. Yeah, they're making some rapid, rapid moves in uh, in schema right now, which I'm finding uh, finding quite interesting. And there's some new ones coming up. Thing um, which you know what, I'm going to drag him on one of these days, uh, Chris Regan. Um, oh sure. Going to pull him on because he was uh, like, I asked a question on Facebook about schema and what type would you use here? Because I have no problem going, hey, you know what, I don't know everything, and I've got a lot of smart friends. <laughs> so what uh, what what do you got for me? And it's funny because it's Chris is, is level of scheme. He's like, uh, basically, I don't know if you're trolling this, right? Like, but here. <laughs> so I think he thought this is obvious because that's the level of, of sort of knowledge he has. So we'll pull him on to talk about some of the changes because he was also letting, uh, he also was like, here's a couple links to some new schema that they're testing and stuff. So he's a guy who is on it. Um, but for our listeners, um, you should be on it too, uh, more than I was obviously in this, in this specific application. Because uh, it was actually an entire type of schema that I'm like, oh yeah, of course, but I hadn't thought to use it like that. So, <laughs> so he's, um, so yeah, pay attention to what's going on, read the articles, and you know what, I, I liken it to the layouts with the writing on the the writings on the wall when you look at things, and in a, a sideways way, it'll even tell you a lot about like when Google's going, here's the schema types that we want, and here's you know the the different sort of aspects of each type of schema or each type of entity um, that we want to know. Well, you know, if nothing else, even if you're not getting a lot of benefit out of schema directly, you're learning exactly how Google is looking at that specific type of information. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then, just, okay, schema is used for, um, how to say this? Uh, I guess the best analogy, and this is a faulty analogy, but think of schema as like a um, XML feed inside your source code. Does that work? <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's good. Broadcasting, I guess, your information um, in a way that, that, that in, a, in a language that Google complete, and Bing completely understand and support, and you're moving this information to other parts of the search engine that might, um, this isn't like schema isn't the 10 blue links, but it might be responsible for some of the links that come up underneath the 10 blue links. Um, but learn it, use it. And it's, um, it is going to be one of your major tools moving into a future of um, where, where, where search results are vocal, um, or I'm sorry, where search queries are, are verbal, um, where search results might be, might be uh, shared verbally rather than on a screen mm -hmm. or in the mobile world. Schema is going to be an essential, essential uh, tool for, for SEOs moving forward. I, I don't see that changing soon. No, no. I mean, at some point, Google will, 
um, you know, be able to extrapolate more information, you know, like we did with authorship, right? I'm pretty sure that was like a show us how authors work. <laughs> and then they figured it out. But authorship is, is pretty simple, right? You're, you're attaching basically, uh, you know, the content of a page to a person. It's, it's a pretty simple thing to figure out like over, okay, you've shown us the authorship, you know, you, you've, you've established that we understand it in the back end. Now you're reinforcing it. We've studied the page. We've studied all the pages on the web. We've studied the authorship. We, we got this. Um, schema is much, much more complicated. Um, originally when I started using it, when I started seeing it, we're going back years. Um, I was like, okay, this is kind of going to be like that. Right. I mean, it was sort of at the same time, but it's like, you're just, I, I'm, I'm training you how to understand information, right? And, you know, eventually I'm not going to need schema, right? It was, was sort of how I viewed things. Um, I, I no longer think that's the case and only because it's become such a robust thing with so much information that you can feed that doesn't need to appear on your page. It's legitimate. It's not cloaking, right? Like we all, hopefully we all know that, but folks, I'm not telling you to cloak. Um, you know, but oh, you, I you can- <laughs> there, I had it up. Um, but where you can put things like latitude, longitude, right? Things that wouldn't appear on the page, but some points you would put on a map or, or some locations that would be relevant to, you know, sort of near me terms and stuff would be defined by latitude, longitude, not by a specific address. So you can put that in there, but you really wouldn't put it on a page, right? You'd be like at the end of this road, right? Is how you'd write it on a page. Um, you know, so it allows you to sort of feed that in. So schema, I think will stick around for well, I, I don't know like years again think of shopping like all the product markup um uh, uh but just so many applications to uh and, and 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 then again this is this is helping the search engines understand the various entities being presented um in any given page um so yeah i just don't see uh don't see that changing you know what else ain't changing Believe it or not, after okay. 11 years in operation, ain't changing because Google's totally happy with no follow. <laughs> now, that might sound, sound kind of silly because, I mean, no follow is serviceable. It works. It, it tamed the, the page rank selling beast. Um, but you remember, like, when, when, when Google finished the Penguin update and they're like, hey, look, chill. Links, whatever. We understand links. We know what's good. We know what's bad. You don't got to worry about it. A lot of SEOs started going, well, if that's the case, then why do we care about nofollow? <laughs> well, well, right. right. Like, let's just pass this juice anywhere we can. Um, which might be something your Lime Scooter says to you if you're in Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so, for some reason, and again, these, this is this is one of those things that comes up every couple of years. Uh, John John Mueller's on on uh, on Twitter, um, just trying to say, "Hey guys, chill out. No follow works perfectly well. We like it. It gives us the signals we need. So please keep using it." Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, do you see any flaws in that system? No, I don't. And you know what? Like, if you want to take like the 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 big scope argument. Um, that, that was being made against John and then John's basic statement. And to go back about two minutes in our conversation, think of it as schema for links. <laughs> it's, it's, Google can extrapolate a whole bunch of information of it on their own. Nine times out of 10, they're going to have it spot on. That's why you can see featured snippets off pages with no schema. But you're going to hedge your bets with schema because you've reinforced that intent, right? Like when they go, we are really good. 
at, at, at figuring out which links should count and, and which links aren't. Right? And, and they, they basically said that and we, you know, I sort of mocked them over time, but I, I do believe that at the core, they're very good. They've never said every link that is good will be in this camp and every link that is flawed will be over here, right? Like they, they've never said we are flawless. They said, we don't have to worry. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what they, what they've been getting at. So by saying, you know, we can believe them or not. And I think there's still some false positives for sure, because they're not flawless. And when you put a no follow on, it is like schema. It erases <laughs> that, that possible intent, right? Now I know I, I might've thought that I might've thought this is a forum comment, but now I know. Um, that this isn't meant to count. You know, of, of course they're going to come in and go, yeah, that's, that's still the way this works. Um, you know, do I think in, in a weird way, do I think sometimes they'll credit pages with links that are no followed? Probably. Um, and, and do I think that they, you know, respect it most of the time? Sure. I, I, I don't know if they're still using it the way it was originally built to be used, it no follows 100% all the time, or it, it strips off all page rank flow and, and that's it. Or if it still strips off page rank flow, but lets other signals through. I, I don't really know that. It would make sense if they sort of went, no, we're just going to use this to understand pages, but then we're going to kind of figure out what we should be passing through these things on our own. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, but it will give them that, that intent. And I think that's what John's saying. You know, like just erase any doubt if we happen to hit something. Help us understand what's going on here. Apologies, it's clearly an active day for Toronto's arson community. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh actually, because that may be true. Uh, uh, yeah, but now no, we, we 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 don't want to dishonor Toronto's arsonist community in any way whatsoever. But guys, and we know predominantly you are guys. Chill the hell out. <laughs> Um, okay, it is now 18 days and counting since Google Search Console's coverage report updated. We will um, keep monitoring the situation for you and tell you when we have anything damn useful to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I wish there was more we could say. Um, in case you haven't noticed... <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, Google's uh, Search Console really needs to update more. Um, it's been broken since, uh, you remember the, 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 the disappearing sites in the indexes mm -hmm. problem? There's a correlation here, although correlation is not causality, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that these are the same problems, but I don't know. Apparently Google doesn't either because it ain't fixed yet. Yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah, and I don't know if they're related or if Google just went, oh, stop the questions and just stopped it from updating. Just hit that button and just went, oh, yeah, let's wait till we've got all the answers and then we can start showing the data that people are going to be asking about again. Or they could just politely say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> on that, we got to take a break. We seriously got to sneak a break in on this one. So on behalf of uh, Dave Davis from B-Sock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You listen to Web Culture and webmasterradio.fm. It is the 25th of April, 2019. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. 
Nacho's perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this Nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with NachoAnalytics.com. Seriously? The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to webaward.org and sign up today. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. Webmasterradio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. Webmasterradio.fm We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webmaster. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We are rounding out the hour. This is Jim Hedger and Jim Rowley's Media. Dave Davis is Beatsock Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, most of the time, we would, adv- we would advise people, and I would certainly advise you, don't read the comment section. nothing good ever comes from reading the comment section unless you're at SEO sites SEO news sites, SEO forums something like that because there tends to be really helpful comments in the comment section and before reading the before getting into the I want to read two comments uh, from an article they'll tell you what the article's about okay Okay. first comment from from Tobestar if you read anything by AJ Cohen or Bill Slosky You'll probably realize that it isn't just links, but yeah, it's a lot about links, but other, otherwise PBNs wouldn't exist. I do miss the old days of SEO when it was all a bit easier. And from Gareth Owen, I love this, this comment, a wise old SEO once told me there are only two core truths in SEO. One, do lots of things well. Two, never overreact. I've never gone wrong with that advice. So... Those were two comments on a story that appeared earlier today in the Search Engine Roundtable um, about a tweet John Mueller made uh, yesterday afternoon. John was saying there's no real way to say that there's a specific thing that worked in any given circumstance when it comes to ranking pages. It's a, it's always a combination of factors on, 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 on any given page or for any given object. You know, you know, there's people in the industry right. always looking for that magic bullet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Google's, on behalf of uh, 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 Google, John Mueller says straight up, um, there's nothing. There's uh, the main thing we're trying to get at is you can't really isolate any. If X, then use Y elements. Everything is kind of related, and it can have cross, quote-unquote, factor effects, but it doesn't have to. And all this can change by the minute, intent, query, location, website, etc., etc., etc. 
So there you go. If you ever have somebody come up to you at a, at a conference or if you're just out for a coffee in Victoria, because that, uh, uh, Victoria is uh, littered, literally littered with SEOs, mm -hmm. um, there's your response to them. Well, I mean, it is funny. Like, I, I, I think about it, and I didn't think of it this way until I thought of or was, was reading sort of John's response. And I'm like, what we're kind of asking when we're like, what's that magic bullet is, what are important traits that you would have in a friend, Jim? Right? I mean, there, there'll, be, there'll be many, and you would go, I don't know how you would prioritize, but there would be maybe the most important one. It'll vary by situation because, you know what? If you were in a battlefield, it would probably be different than if you were at a pub, right? Like these are different scenarios, just like Google deals with, but let's say it's your daily life. You might be like, you know what? I like him to be smart or I like her to be right. Whatever. Right? Smart, whatever it is, right? Like you, you will like this, this character trait above the others. Now, if, if, if all of a sudden somebody walked in and I had answered it, what do you like in a, a friend? What's a, the most important trait? And I said, funny. Um, okay, great. Um, oh, now what if that person came to me and the only redeeming quality they had, <laughs> the, the only one was that they were funny. Everything else about them was either average or lackluster or just downright repugnant, but they happened to be funny. Would they be my best friend? No. In fact, I probably wouldn't want to hang out with Carrot Top. <laughs> so I think that's what Google's sort of getting at here is you, there isn't a thing. Situationally, the best thing will be different. And when, you know, what I want will be different than what somebody else wants. And you can't just have that one trait because if we gave it to you, it would be horrible, right? Like, you, know, you know, you may end up with the worst thing if we only pick the funniest person on the planet. And even that is relative, right? Like the funniest person on the planet to me is not going to be the same as you. And you and I could probably go see many comedy shows and, and, and sort of enjoy many of the same people. But the funniest person on the planet, we would probably have different answers. I don't even know offhand what mine would be, but they, they may end up being different, right? So you can't ask Google a question like that. It's just, there's too much. There's too I, I, I swear to you, this is a true story, okay? Mm -hmm. True story. Ross Dunn, the, the guy who got me into SEO first, a uh, uh, host of uh, Webmaster Radio's SEO 101. Uh, yeah. uh, guy, you know, we both worked for Ross and Victoria in our earliest days. Yeah. Um, he used to have sort of like a uh, a signature that he would put in every t in the title of a document that he was writing, okay? And it was right. he would use the colon to repeat it twice. So it'd be instead of a dash, you'd have two colons, right? So everyone who worked for Stepforth, that was sort of like Stepforth's signature. You knew you knew the the, the title was the page was optimized by Stepforth because the title was phrased with two colons. Yep. This is back in the day where you could honestly count SEOs, uh, SEO companies on both hands and both feet. Like yeah. the, the, we were really that rare like a jillion years ago. And so people like Neil Patel, um, the, 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 who, who, who became like the, the second major generation of SEOs, they studied mm -hmm. what, what we did. You know, you spent, you spent hours on the phone with Neil back in the old days, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> we all did. <laughs> um, it was amazing how often, for no reason whatsoever, I saw the, 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 the double colon in other people's websites after that. And when I would ask, well, why would you use that? They're like, well, we thought that worked. 
<laughs> it's like, really? So we just wanted to use that to scan for results quickly, as far as I knew, right? Well, that's, that's why that's why Stepforth did it, because we yeah. would always be able to see our results in the SERPs quickly, because everyone else was using dashes. Yeah. Yep. Um, or if they used a colon, they'd only use one. If we used two, clearly that was ours. Um, again, this was back when there was when you, there was there was more than twenty, but there was probably less than a thousand. Um, yeah, SEOs on the entire planet. Oh boy, those were the days, eh? Yeah, they really were. Well, that was also back when you could make a change on a site, hit the submit button, and find your page ranking out of nowhere. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> That was the days when you could not answer the phone without making a lot of money. Yeah. It was impossible to pick up the phone without somebody throwing money at you afterwards. It was just phenomenal days. Yeah. Uh, now we got to work for it. <laughs> okay. Three minutes. What do we got? Um, okay. Where to go to? Okay. Um, from back on the um, 19th of April, and I don't know, Martin might be like, oh, please don't do this to me. Uh, back on the 19th of April, came out just after this Martin split, the, the Google you know, JavaScript rep. Anyway, um, there is a form. Um, you can find it on SE Roundtable um, from the 19th. That's why I list that one because it's the easiest way to find it. Um, and it basically is that he's asking for questions now. Um, oh, hey. He's hit Absolutely. the end of his series, so send him some questions. I know I had within about three minutes of finding out <laughs> gone like, here's the questions I have. Uh, so yeah, by all means, just wait a couple weeks. As soon as everybody hears that he's answered mine, just jump in, submit your questions. Hey Martin, could you ask Danny if AdWords has any indirect effect on Facebook? <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd share that one because it is a like it or not. Um, it, it's it's here. So there we are. Um, okay. And a good lesson I think for us, and we can cover this in one minute or less. Uh, Google confirms Ajax calls consume crawl budget. Um, so we're getting on a JavaScript tangent, but I think in, in my head, this actually helps put like a, a real, um, you know, stamp on how crawl budget needs to be, be viewed. I'm simplifying here, but folks, if you're wondering about your crawl budget, don't think of it in pages. Think about it in minutes. Well, and probably folks, seconds. I, I promise you we're going to be talking more about crawl budget next week because, um, you know what, one of the things I think needs a bigger explanation we're out of here so friends <laughs> on behalf of Dave Davies from being stuck <laughs> Jim Hedgeford Digital Always Media you can listen to Webcology on the 25th of April 2019 on webmasterradio.fm stick around the network there's great content coming up after the news stay safe we'll talk to you next week the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.